Alrighty, I want to personally welcome you out today to a brand new episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. My name is Chris Hollifield. I am your host. Welcome to my show, everybody. If this is your first time joining me, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking a few minutes and downloading the podcast, for checking it out. Hopefully you stick around. I have an entire back catalog of 10 years of podcast episodes where I've been chatting with some amazing people in the Salt Lake City area. Today on the podcast, I get a chat with Kristen Taylor. This is a really cool episode where we get to talk to her about being a microdosing practitioner as well as just microdosing in general and how it's benefited her, how it's helped her in her daily life. We talk about um, her gratitude work. We talk about breath work. We talk about it all. We're going to get into that here in just a minute. But of course, I have to remind you guys, I'm a real estate agent here in the Salt Lake City area. So if you're thinking of moving to the area, if you're thinking of moving across town, maybe you want to move into something a little bit smaller because the kids have moved out. Well, I'd love to help you out. I'd love to help answer any real estate related questions. Give me a call. My number is 801-244-2908. That's my cell phone number. Give me a call. Shoot me a text message. And even if you just want to say hello, that'd be cool too. I love to chat with my listeners that way um, and, and get to know you guys. All right, like I said, uh, Kristen Taylor is on this episode. This is a good one, you guys. We're going to talk about microdosing, psilocybin, and all that good stuff. So let's get into uh, the podcast now. Enjoy. I want. I'm interested in this microdosing practitioner deal that you have going on. What is this like with with psychedelics or what? What is this? I mean, talk about this. What what got you involved in this? What got me involved in microdosing was literally me wanting to benefit my own health. Um, after let's see, the car wreck. No, I was already doing microdosing then. I. It's a really interesting story. I grew up extremely, very Orthodox Mormon, Mm. born and raised Pleasant Grove, Utah, Uh, father, seminary teacher for 38 years, grandfather, religion professor at BYU, you know, pioneer heritage. And I honor that. Um, I'm grateful for all the sacrifices all of my ancestors have made and all the things. Um, And also... I started going to therapy for some trauma um, and some uh, childhood trauma, complex trauma and sexual childhood trauma. And in that therapy, it was recommended to me that I start doing some yoga. And my yoga therapist, Raya Bastian, uh, I would actually pray before going to yoga that I be not, that I wouldn't be deceived and that I would only know truth. But every time I go to yoga, I would feel like so excited and I loved it so much. And I was being taught about like the chakras and how to trust my body and things just kept evolving. And I discovered things in my family that were happening and we and this was all to new to you, right? This was all, this yeah. was all brand new, new yeah, discoveries. The first time I did like yoga was watching a video and I remember I didn't know it was a warm-up and I was trying to do a backbend watching the guy doing like it was a warm-up that he was just doing a demo but I didn't know it mm-hmm. and I was like watching this dude out on a cliff in Hawaii and I'm like 
trying to follow this guy doing yoga and he's like backbending. And I'm like, okay, yeah, backbend and all these things. And then it's like, and now we will begin our practice. I was like, oh, that was just a demo. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then when I went to therapy at Addo um, Recovery in Linden, Utah, they're like, we really believe that if you were to go to this yoga therapy, it would benefit you. Anyhow, so I am going to her class and everything I'm being taught feels like truth and feels like home to me. And so I just kept going and trusting my body. And in February of 2020, I um, discovered something happening that was really, really, um, really intense. And I was in charge of this huge women's event, co-hosting um over 200 women coming to an event, probably one of the last events anyone attended that large in person um, in, I think, yeah, Pleasant Grove, Utah, called Women's Soul Summit. And I discovered about two weeks before that, something was occurring in my home that I needed to report um, to authorities. And, and then my life just exploded. And it led to a lot of complex trauma, a lot of loss, and a lot of kind of disheveling of everything that I believed in, a lot of stillness, and a lot of reaching within and reaching without, and a lot of mistakes, and a lot of just trying to remember who I am. I had a lot of knowledge of what to do, quote unquote, because my whole background was in mindfulness. It was in gratitude work and wonder and connection and all these other things that I've been literally trained in to be able to help other people. I'd been on lots of podcasts about suicidal ideations and depression and anxiety. And then it was like, let's one up this and give Kristen another experience on what is it to truly love, not just oneself, but to love those who are the most important to her? So you had this experience happen to you and you had to dig deep within your, you were already doing all this gratitude work and all of this stuff. So you're like, okay, I have to really figure this out now. And and yeah. uh, and it, sometimes, it, you know, it's interesting when stuff happens to us, it's not always as easy to, to implement those uh, practices. Right. And I literally declared in 2019 that my mission was to help men live victoriously. And then, and that was like the summer of 2019. Mm -hmm. And then in February of 2020, so like six months later, my entire life explodes. So this is, is, so is this what led you into more microdosing and more? Yeah, it okay. did. And, w and when we talk about microdosing, is this like m mushrooms and stuff or, I mean, microdosing cannabis or microdosing what? What are we microdosing here? Well, it's microdosing psilocybin. Yeah. Okay. And it's microdosing wachuma, which is a strain of peyote or San Pedro. So what happened to me is um, due to everything that was going on, mm -hmm. um, I went into even a deeper, darker hole, depression. I was able to kind of stabilize, but still not. 
my ability to be a really good mom was going just was really going downwards. I lost my home. I mean, I got paid out for it. I lost my marriage, but I ended I'm still I'm living in my parents' basement still right now in Pleasant Grove. So I lost my marriage. I was fighting this criminal case. I wasn't fighting it, but I was a part of it, like needing to show up every six weeks for a criminal case. I had one of my children that needed to move away. Um, I still had three little kids that I was taking care of. There was just so much going on. And I still had my epilepsy, which was difficult to already navigate. And I was having a spiritual awakening. Like my entire life was like, whatever you knew before is no longer. <laughs> and like, God is different than what you ever expected. And try and find what God is. Okay. And I literally just declared in 2021, I'm going to just root. I'm going to ground. I'm going to find safety. And I was led to Mount Shasta. And because it's quote unquote known as the root chakra of the earth. I go to Mount Shasta with one of my best friends. We're driving there. She's called, she's known as kind of like a mystic Mormon and also as a psychotherapist. And I said, pretty much, how is it that you're able to think outside of the box? Because for me, it's scary to think outside of the box. I've always just been feeling safe within the box. But I've done everything. I've done everything I was taught to do. And it's never provided me with the safety that I have sought. And she was like, Kristen, that's okay to think for yourself. I go to Mount Shasta. Literally, it's almost like my crown chakra got blown off. I meet a woman who had met extraterrestrials and was healed from breast cancer. I meet a shaman who's like, look, those are flying saucer clouds over Mount Shasta. And they're all like totally serious. These people are like full blown effing serious. And I'm going, what is happening here in my life? I returned from Mount Shasta with the idea I'm supposed to look into plant medicine. And I found a training through a group called Salt City Therapeutic SCPTR, Salt City Psychedelic Therapeutic something. And they're based out of Salt Lake City. I need to get them on the podcast. Yes, you do. Uh, Parth Gandhi. Oh, I know Parth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know him. Yeah. So I sign up for their training. While I'm in their training, they're talking about how psychedelics can help you with all these different neuro issues. I personally used to speak about neuroplasticity. I was seeking out all these things to help my own neuroplastic issues due to epilepsy. And I'm listening to all these people coming in from maps, coming in from, I mean, we have like these scientists and pioneers of psychedelics coming in and training us. And as I'm listening to them, they have all the answers of all the things I've been seeking since 2016. And I'm just like, what the in the world is happening right now? It's like my entire life has been orchestrated for this moment for my own healing and to upgrade and up level and enhance what I already speak about, which is wonder, gratitude and connection and it all lies within the medicine that the government has been trying to keep from us because to give it to us makes it so that we think for ourselves and we might even heal ourselves. And while I was in the training, someone mentioned microdosing and and instantly I knew I was meant to be a microdosing practitioner. I reached out to a certain company and I said, I believe I'm meant to work for with you. 
And uh, they said, let's have a call. They heard my story. They heard what certification I was getting. And they said, we believe you're meant to be with us. And I had no idea they're in there, like in the initial phases of building their company. So after I received my certification and I started microdosing, I became a microdosing practitioner. And I aid other, uh, my clients all over the United States. Um, I do not provide them with medicine, but I provide them with the integration practices, the check-ins, and the knowledge that they need to be able to work through what's going on in their life and work with the medicine. And it is a sacred calling, I believe, something that's so special. And it's aided myself in my own life. And I have seen huge shifts in those that I work with in very little time, including myself. What kind of obstacles have you run into? I mean, have you run into any obstacles doing what you're doing with this? Not yet, other than um, maybe people that I have known in the past. Um, I've started, I've just decided that I'm supposed to just literally, Chris, I have been told in macro dosing where I'm not able to control what's going on. Mm -hmm. I've been told to speak up and speak out. And it freaks me out, but I know I'm supposed to. Who told you that? The medicine. I don't know my own mind. Mm. Nobody. Like, I'm literally, like, asking. I'm in the medicine. I'm taking five grams of mushrooms in a sacred ceremony where I have literally just said my intention is to know what I am meant to do for the highest good of myself and for all those I come into contact with. Then while I'm in, you know, like, deep journey, if you've watched, like, How to Change Your Mind, by Michael, Michael Pollan on Netflix. If you watched uh, episode two, which is about psilocybin, some of the most sacred experiences some people have experienced has been deep in medicine. So I'm deep in medicine. And then I ask, what is it that I'm meant to do? And I hear, speak up, speak out. And so this is, this is kind of your journey to uh, help as many people as, as possible. Yes. And I'm like the single mom of five kids. Is that tough to juggle all that with five kids? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't even, I, I mean, mean, I just I'm have one car, kid. Like my parents are, you know, my little kids are, we had cereal for dinner. You know, they had a lot of fruit and other cool things today. But like my parents know I'm doing, you know, like a podcast interview. I'm in my car, so it's quiet. My parents are with my littles. Um, but it's fascinating. It's for a, for a parent microdosing and working with medicine is completely different than if you're single and you don't have kids. So, but that's, what's so cool about it is I've been training for this. I feel like my whole life because you fit in. I used to talk about micro practices for executives, for all these people who are struggling with rumination, with suicidal ideations, with anxiety, with depression. Now I'm seeing, okay, how do you navigate integration with medicine that is working with moving aside your default mode network so that you can break your patterns. But I'm in a world where I don't get the, you know, the luxury of going to South America for two weeks to do integration and then months of just every day I go home from work and just, okay, I'm going to integrate. No, I actually have like two minutes of breath work. And then when the kids go to bed, maybe five minutes of journaling before I conk out to sleep. And so it's like real life integration, medicine women, medicine men working with like 
it's not about the way that we think that medicine is meant to work be worked with. It is integration is real life practices. How do we integrate the medicine within our real lives? It's not, you know, the resort experiences. It is we go, we have the experience, and then we get into real life and we continue to integrate every single day. We take a moment, we breathe, we journal. And we just go to that place for a moment and remember what we were taught. And then we use that knowledge to continue to move forward in our everyday life. And we remember that we are here for a reason. And that reason is to be us, our true authentic self. How do you find that true authentic self though? That's kind of been this quest that I've been on, right? Like, and you wonder that you're like, am I myself now? Am I my true authentic self now? You know, well, how do you how do you feel right now interviewing me? Right what now. What emotions are you feeling? Yeah, right now. Uh I mean, I'm just content and just chilling. <laughs> just uh peaceful, I guess. I mean, if you really want to I I I I'm not stressed. I'm just relaxed. Um I yeah. Just So, I would say when one is in the present, moment and they're not gone in the future or the past i believe they're truly being their authentic self interesting interesting who who is your ideal client is that i mean or or do you have an ideal client or somebody you would want to work with i do it's hilarious there was one day where i was like who do i want to work with i was like i'll work with someone like me (laughs) yeah well yeah that's that uh, makes the most sense but it does but it's because i'm willing to pay the money to do my work. And sometimes I don't even do my work, but I'm willing to pay that money to invest in myself. I believe in abundance. I believe in, um, you know, like the highest good. I want to pass on my knowledge to others and share my knowledge with others. I also love to refer people to other people. Like I get giddy about connecting people to people. And then I'm all about the magic. I'm all about being open-minded and I'm all about what feels like home. I recognize I will not be everybody's cup of tea, but I'm always willing to help other people find their cup of tea. Talk about um, on your Instagram page, how we got connected there. uh, Mycology psychology. Is that uh, talk about them? I mean, is that just like an organization that uh, you got involved with uh, for, for your plant medicine and stuff? Yeah, so they're based out of California. Mm-hmm. Um, they are female-owned and founded, and the group of practitioners, we're all, um, all of us, I'd say 70% are all therapists or uh, psychologists, and each one of us have unique gifts that we bring. We do trainings every single week together, and then we have every second Saturday a community call that anyone is invited to. Um, but yes, that is where, uh, we do get the medicine and, um, it's just a really like small grassroots organization, but very, very much led by heart and with integrity and about abundance, about sharing, um, with every, just sharing their abundance with everybody. And there, I found out about them through, uh, my training with SCPTR. Just I'm. I don't know if you're familiar with human design. I wasn't before. Like I'm still like. I'm just 
grasping and grabbing at anything that feels like home. Sure. And so um, I am, let's see what it's called. I can't even think about it right now. I'm so human excited. design, you said? human. Yeah, human design. What is that? Um, yeah. So human design is how they say that all of us have like this certain design we're made with by when we were born, kind of like astrology. Mm-hmm. So I'm a generator, which means when I hear something or something like you, you and I could just be chatting and you say something and it just like perks my ear or I'm like, what is that? Literally, I'm meant to kind of reach out towards that. And that's what happened when I was doing my training with SCPTR that Parth is in charge of. Mm-hmm. Um, someone mentioned, oh, I did microdosing through and they mentioned mycology, psychology, talk to Rome. I literally wrote that down and I called the next day. And Rome is one of is the founder of uh, mycology, psychology. She's actually Iranian and came here when she was a young girl and has a fascinating history of how she was led to the United States. And of course, right now with everything being so heightened with the Iranian women, there's just this collective whole with the divine feminine and all of us feeling very, very strongly, you know, the desire to empower and strengthen all women in being able to live their highest and most powerful truth. Talk about, I want to, I want to, I mean, there's so, gosh, there's, I'm going to have to just bring you back through the podcast, Kristen, because there is so much I want to talk to you about. And, and But I'm, I'm curious about this mindset speaking that you do, because mindset is such a big thing in my life, mindset mm. and gratitude. And I mean, you're talking about it. It's like, well, okay, I got I to gotta talk to somebody who actually knows what's going on with this. So what, what is it that you're doing with like mindset and gratitude and stuff? Well, it's interesting. When I started doing this with um, microdosing, being a practitioner, most of the men that I work with would literally tell me, and I've had more than one tell me, like, I just have this sense of malaise. Hmm. I can't get back to who I was before. I can't access joy or the sense of playfulness that I used to have. Um, Being married twice now uh, I have, and I have six brothers. I have three sons. There is almost, I, I talk about, you know, the Iranians and the divine feminine, all this impact that we're trying to put into women and empowerment, but there's also the great need for men and, uh, the ability to be very heart centered. And we talk about mindset, but I love to bring our mindset down into our heart space. I found that there, the statistics have stayed kind of the same even through COVID. But in the United States alone, the the statistics for men dying by suicide, um, 75% of the suicides, the death by suicide were men. And so we've got these men who are just working and working and working and getting to, to, into their headspace where they feel like there's not an outlet. And most men turn to very self-destructive behaviors when they feel like there is no out. So they destruct either their family, their self, or they just completely choose out. So what I would work with when I would speak is we would talk about how to stop the rumination. And that would be to go into breath work, go into our heart space and use micro practices. And now 
I was given the gift to help my clients to use another gift given from Mother Earth, which is the simple little tiny microdose of mushroom, which can also help elevate and remove the default mode network. Not remove, but move it slightly aside. So it's almost like that pattern that keeps turning them to the self-destructive behavior slightly moves aside and allows them to see that there is still hope that they do have this playful side still that they can access their creativity and then this this beautiful being that has always been who they are is within i do that through connecting with my speaking my ability to connect one-on-one as well as with a group is quite powerful I believe that my word is and the ability to speak is a gift. And I believe it comes because I see all people as not broken, but just as people who have been in a way programmed (laughs) by society or even by parents, including myself. And we're all just trying to do our best with what we've been given. What would you tell somebody who maybe like, let's say somebody listening might not really be ready for micro microdosing yet, you know, and they just yeah. want to work on their mindset. I mean, is there, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on like affirmations and things like that? Do you think stuff like that's helpful? I believe it is. I also believe breath work is essential. Mm. And so what I would recommend, I actually published an integrate journal. It's on Amazon. Um, What's awesome is I get like a dollar from it. So you should go buy it. Okay. But (laughs) no, what uh, this is, this is the, oh, this is the therapeutic gratitude journal. Well, no, this one's called integrate three month microdosing integrative journal, but you know, even if you don't microdose, it's got all the information that's even better than my gratitude journal that I published out there. Um, but what it does is it it gives you the breath work to do. Um, Nadi Shodana, which is alternate nostril breathing, is the number one thing that I have personally used for myself. I use for all of my clients. Whenever we do group work with a psychologist, they're like, now let's do alternate nostril breathing. And what it does is it it helps the sympathetic and parasympathetic system regulate and co-regulate. And so it helps bring you back to a center point where you're able to just kind of like settle in and and recognize that it's going to be okay. Or like the Wim Hof method, you can reach almost a psychedelic state through just breath work. And so like cold plunging, super healthy Um, I wasn't ready to work with plant medicine for a long time. I was freaked out by it. And then suddenly I was ready. And so usually most clients that come to me when they're wanting to microdose, it's like the last they've tried everything because of the way that, you know, propaganda and the war on drugs and all the things have programmed us to believe in that, you know, in what these things are mm-hmm. now that messages are getting out there, like Michael Pollan's, you know, how to change your mind. There's been an uptick, an uptick in people seeking it out, but there's still so much prejudice against psychedelics. So what I would say is take two minutes a day and do some breath work maybe. And the other thing would be get out in nature and nature doesn't have to be going in the mountains. 
you literally can be next to a water fountain. You can be uh, out next to a tree, get out in the grass. There's this certain hertz, 0.1 hertz, uh, has been quote-unquote known to be the um, the sound of Mother Earth or the heartbeat of Mother Earth. So co-regulating with animals, co-regulating with Mother Earth can help bring your body back into a remembrance of peacefulness, of stillness. We're so buzzed in a way uh, with with the electronics, with life, with the busyness, especially, and I love using the buzz because, you know, we're in Salt Lake City and our beehive is our motto and all the things. Like, literally, I get into Utah County and I'm like, I feel like I'm on an amphetamine or something. And you have to be able to find stillness. So that's what I recommend. Find some stillness. Do your breath work. If you can, meditate. If you cannot meditate, then sit next to a dog and pet it or go find a horse and co-regulate your heart rate with it. Find the Wim Hof method. Go do a cold plunge. There's so many different ways to meditate that's not like, oh, I got to clear my mind. And in my Integrate journal, I have a whole page that just, it just lists like 20 different ways of what actual meditation is. It's pretty much just finding flow like finding a flow state, like this interview you and I are having right now, we are in a flow state. We are in literally the present moment. I'm not thinking about anything else but talking to you. So find a good friend and have a totally amazing conversation. And when you have that amazing conversation, I mean, it's a, it's amazing how, how amazing you feel. How many times yeah. can I say amazing, I guess, but right. uh, I mean, there, there, that is interesting. Um, I mean, a lot of times we don't, uh, how, how often do people get in the present moment? Like we've talked about a few times here, right? We're, we're go, go, going, then we have our phones, we have TVs, we have, you know, the, the radio, the whatever, right? Audible, always going and we're not focused on just what's in front of us. Yeah. And I fall, I, I mean, I'm human. Like I totally check out. There's times where I have a hard day and I'm like Netflixing it up, mm -hmm. of course, or there's time, you know, but, but it's still about, you know, those micro practices that add up to macro practicing. And so you just keep doing it. You find those moments where you just keep adding on and adding up and providing those moments where you re co-regulate either with just yourself or as I mentioned with a friend or a partner or with mother earth or with an animal. Um, and the other thing is finding places where it feels like home to you. I personally ended up not going to church anymore, at least the Mormon church, because it didn't feel like home anymore. Um, the fire feels like home to me, like a fire pit. Um, being next to a river feels like home to me. Looking at this full moon right now, what I'm doing right now feels like home to me. So I made a list of things. What feels like home to me? And it will change. I claim and I proclaim the right to change my mind at any moment and to evolve at any moment. What, I mean, I guess you've kind of already mentioned a few things like meditation and uh, 
breath work and, and whatnot. But for people listening, um, I mean, is there any like little simple things that I guess they could do? I mean, I guess those things, breath work and meditation, you mentioned journaling even, right? Are you big into journaling? I am. I'm not the greatest at it. Yeah. There are some days I love to do video journal as well. Okay. During my most intense times, one of my mentors said, how about you do a video journal? That way you can go back and really see your emotions. And for me personally, um, that helped a lot. So I've got like two years of video journals because there was some messages that I literally, they were just too graphic that I couldn't share with anyone else. Oh, wow. And so then I made them private and then put them on YouTube as private. So I didn't have to save them on my phone or anywhere else. And so if I ever want to write a book someday, I've got all the info on um, YouTube. That's a totally good idea. private. Yeah. And especially for people that are very vocal and that's one of their ways of processing. Um, because there's some things, you know, I made the mistake of telling a lot of people what happened because I was just like, I've got to like vomit this out. But other people weren't, didn't have the capacity possibly or weren't ready to hear what had happened. And so then you're harming all these people with what happened because you need to get it all out. But then there are people that are not ready to hear that story yet. So, yeah, that's another one. And then, I mean, simply like you and I, we could do it right now. Um, one of the things I love to do is to quickly just drop in to my heart space. And so I there there is this theory that we the earth has a toral field, which um you can look up later. <laughs> I can send you a graphic. Um, but our heart has a toral field. We can create a toral field around our body. So I I love to do this also with podcast interviews and um I'd love to invite you and the listeners to join us and if, if you feel comfortable doing this. Do you feel okay, like checking in with this quick little breath work? Are you you asking me? Yeah. Yeah. No. So let's do it. What do we got? Okay. All right. So I'm just going to invite you to sit. If you can, I don't know what your circumstances are, but either for those that are listening, just if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Mm. But everybody else, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. My eyes are closed. Okay. And... Just going to extend your back a little bit longer and taller, almost imagining like someone's pulling from the top of your head and the base of your spine, creating a little bit of extra space between each vertebra. And then you're just going to check in with your breath and see if it's moving quickly or slowly. And because we're going to have a lot of people listening, this is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to invite all of us to just allow our breath to connect into our heart space. Just pull your breath into your heart space and imagine that every single person that listens to this specific podcast is for just one moment having the opportunity to heal and connect to the center of the earth. And to anyone in the universe who has the ability to see who you are. Taking a long, deep breath. 
and imagine that you are connecting like a big web, almost like a dream catcher that's collecting and connecting and surrounding everyone in this entire universe with love and the knowledge that you are needed, you are wanted, you are so amazing, and you have the ability to live your life with power, strength, and wisdom. Take in a long, deep breath. Allow it to center in your heart space. And remember that you can return to this place at any time in any moment. And now what is yours is yours. And what is theirs is theirs. I invite you to place your hands on your heart space. Just thank yourself for taking this moment to connect. Take in one more long, deep breath. Ding. <laughs> you are done. <laughs> and so it is. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Just kind of quick. Yeah. It doesn't have to be long. I think that's kind of the misconception also. As a mother of littles, literally, it can be two breaths of just like, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. Okay, we got this. That is cool. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to uh, do that again sometime. But uh, I have a few, I have a few before we run out of time here. I don't want to, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know I, I told you, you know, a, a time and, and stuff, and I, I want you to be able to get back to your kids and all of that. I have a few, um, I typically say Salt Lake City related questions. I know you're in Pleasant Grove. So let's just even say Utah questions. Okay. Um, you know, we have out of state friends that visit us, right? They come into town and they want us to, yes. they want, they want you to show them some stuff, right? Do you have a few favorite places that you like to take people in in Utah? I absolutely do. Um, I if I go up to Salt Lake, mm -hmm. so I, my ex is from is literally from Italy. So my kids are half Italian. My my little threes are from Italy, like half Italian. So Sette Bello is the place to get gelato. Yeah. And then I love, love, love to bring guests to uh, just up on the hill to overlook like the Capitol. Sure. Just like grab a coffee or something and just sit up on the wall, yeah. like up on the hill above the Capitol. Um, I love, I love Snow Canyon. Um, I know it's not in Salt Lake, but. If I'm gonna go, well, I said Utah. And, for I gave you yeah. an exception this time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I grew up here, so I'm big on like the canyons, you know, um, Snow Canyon. I love, um, I love Park City. I love. I have a little tiny canyon here in Pleasant Grove called Grove Creek Canyon and Battle Creek. I mean, they're just small, but. There's so many beautiful, just getting in the mountains, American mm -hmm. Fork Canyon. Um, 
I just bring people to these little places. And then, of course, um, if you can go see the bison up near Salt Lake, um, what is that, Antelope Island? Antelope Island, yeah. So cool. So fun. Um, those would be some of my places that I would bring. And I would bring them to Temple Square, except for the whole temple scaffolded right now. So yeah, it's not, not really. it's not uh, it's not nice to look at really right now. No, not right now. But <laughs> I do have friends that love Salt Lake. They love coming to visit. And yeah, oh, and you did ask me how do I pull off the microdosing with psilocybin right now? There is an assembly called the Divine Assembly that's organized by a, a past bishop, Mormon bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, they they started here in Salt Lake City, and they do. They do meet every Sunday, I believe, now at a building in Salt Lake City, and they do have a sacred quote-unquote sacrament. Um, I've never attended, but I am a member of the Divine Assembly. Um, So I personally take a microdose as as a sacred spiritual practice for myself. Um, And I'm also a member of the, uh, if I can say it right, Oklahoma. I'm going to hack it. It's called ONAC, but I'm part of a Native American church as well, which allows me to also take the uh, peyote, but it's not, I don't do peyote because it is so rare. And my two oldest children are registered Native Americans, but I, um, I do Wachuma instead. I microdose Wachuma. And so I've, I've joined these churches to, legally quote unquote because it's still not decriminalized here in utah but technically as a religious right i claim the religious right to sacredly take it as a sacrament for myself well Um, you're lucky yeah (laughs) that's so uh, that's how i've been able to cover myself legally here in utah um but no one has ever you know who knows, but I, I have truly, truly benefited. Um, my mindset, my ability to mother, my ability to push through some very, very, very difficult times have greatly benefited from my, my, um, sitting and witnessing and the sacred sacrament, if you want to call that of, um, of just being with the sacred plant of mushroom and the sacred plant of um, ayahuasca and the sacred plant of the peyote. How can listeners get a hold of you, Kristen? Like, let's say they want to reach out, you know, as we kind of wind this episode up a little bit, uh, they want to connect with you on uh, Instagram, YouTube. I don't know where, where's the best places for people to, to connect. Yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn and on Instagram. I would say those are the two best places. And then mm-hmm. also I'm listed as a practitioner on the mycologypsychology.com website. Okay, and I'll put those links at IamSaltLake.com uh, with this episode as well. So uh, if you're if you're driving or doing something you couldn't write down, just go back to uh, I Am Salt Lake and uh, the Kristen Taylor episode and the links will be um, there as well. Anything more you want to add? Again, I know there's so much we could talk about, Kristen. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to just chat sooner than later and do record another episode sometime. But, uh, 
Absolutely. No, I am just so grateful. Um, it's such a interesting thing being in this. Um, I, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity and honored. And honestly, if you would have told me two years ago, even that this is what I would be doing, I would have laughed in your face and been like, yeah, right. That is how drastically and how quickly my life has shifted. But when your heart is truly seeking out what's best for your own good, and if you're open to being willing to do whatever is necessary for your own health and for for your, honestly, for your highest good, I I want to say and just like open it up to all the listeners, like all possibilities are endless. Like literally, I went to Mount Shasta. I hear this woman's story of extraterrestrials, a UFO, and her being, you know, like <laughs> being cured of breast cancer. And I'm looking at my girl, my friend, who's like the psychotherapist and really a grounded woman. And I'm like, are you hearing what I'm hearing? She's like, yeah. And from that moment on, my entire life shifted. I was like, that woman was just an HR she wasn't trying to seek out extraterrestrials and now she's channeling St. Germain is a Reiki master and still works in HR, but she now has like this completely different life. I was like, you know what? I know nothing. I now believe whatever feels like home and I'm not going to judge people anymore. There's just no room for that. Like, let's just live our lives and love each other. And it sounds so hippie, but it feels so good just to like be with people and be like, your story is your story. My story is my story. And can we all just get along? Like seriously. And that's how it should be. I mean, even this whole, that's hippie thing. I mean, at the end of the day, it's better than being an angry person and a, and a, you know, it's better to just be that hippie, relaxed hippie. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I still go to church occasionally because you know what? They're all my neighbors that like raised me since I was a kid. So I'm not angry at them either. Like, why? There's no room for anger. Yeah. It's just a low vibe, you know? Yeah. So let's all just get along and love each other and sometimes be human and and then say sorry. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Many thanks again to Kristen Taylor for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Go connect with her. Go say hello. I put all the links on the website at IamSaltLake.com. That's where you can uh, go on over there and then click on over to her Instagram. Say hello and follow her. All right, guys. If you're not part of the I Am Salt Lake Facebook group by now, I cannot urge you guys enough to uh, come and join us and say hello and let us know what you love about living in Salt Lake City. It's really easy to find. When you're inside Facebook, just search for I Am Salt Lake Community, hit join, and uh, yeah, you'll be on in the inside. All right, I'm here every week, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast in whatever podcast player you use, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or you can always listen directly on the website at IamSaltLake.com. You guys have a good night or a good afternoon or a good morning whenever you're listening to this podcast. So talk to you guys later. Bye now.